Welcome to episode 64 of the UK Run Chat podcast. In today's episode, I speak with Lewis Ryan. Lewis is an ultra runner and he came in the top 100 of UTMB in 2022, which was a fantastic year for him. He also won three ultras, including two course records and a marathon PB to boot, all in 2022. All his training whilst working full-time and building a new business called Brucer, who happened to sponsor our event, the Shrewsbury Half Marathon, with a beer for all participants at the end. Enjoy listening to Lewis's story. If you have any comments or questions, please get in touch on info at ukrunchat.co.uk. Have a great week and see you on the next episode. Welcome, Lewis. How are you? Hi, Joe. Yeah, very good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you, mate. Where, whereabouts are you? Right now, I'm in London, in yeah. my flat. Um, potential move to South Wales in the next uh, next few months. But yeah, London, London right now. That's a big move. It's a big move. Yeah, big things happening this year. And yeah, yeah it's uh, it's going to be a very exciting year. But, you know, it would do my... Uh, we're running a lot of good at least being in South Wales versus yeah of course of course South London yeah <laughs> cool well I, I've just done an introduction um you know um as as to who you are but it'd be it'd be great if, if you could give us a bit of an intro um yeah sure so uh my name's Lewis um I'm a 30 year old uh runner um I, I run a, a beer company called Bruiser um and uh yeah that's about it really um i have <laughs> <laughs> the two the two main things taking up my life at the moment um i've uh i'm engaged to get married to to emily my partner um next year and we're, we're due our first child this year as well so i'm not quite at the stage yet where i can say i'm, I'm husband and father alongside those things but that's uh that's soon to come <laughs> congratulations you did listeners lewis did just tell me this just before we press record but yeah many congratulations mate very nice very thank nice. you yeah it's gonna be a really really exciting year and um and, and you mentioned brucer there so so for listeners um knowledge so this we, we met via twitter obviously because you were you were a runner um and we started chatting didn't we and your business brucer actually sponsored our event the shrewsbury half marathon in october we did yeah yeah, everyone got beer at the end, didn't they? Well, that's you know, you need to stay hydrated in in running, and uh, there's no, no better way to to celebrate the end of a half marathon with a with a nice beer, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. And in this, and in, in in the spirit of that as well, because Lewis was kind enough to send me over a box of um, one of the breweries that you work with, weren't you? You can explain the the business in a moment but I, I got to choose a box and in my hand i have a polly's paternist indian pale ale and i have a polly's cinnamon twirl now these are pokey beers that you that you've got here 6.6 percent and 6.9 percent <laughs> so yeah. I, I am going to crack one open lewis well in in the spirit of things whilst we're recording this podcast but because it's so strong you might have to um Prop me up in twenty minutes. <laughs> well, I'm I'm having a beer as well myself. I'm having a, a beer from a, a brewery called Track, um, which also isn't too far from you. But yeah. um, this one's a, a nice three point three point eight percent. Yeah, much, so it's a bit, much, much more palatable. <laughs> a bit more appropriate for a Tuesday, but you know. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a swig. Six point nine percent. This one, cinnamon twirl. You go for it, and you you let me know what you think of it as well. Um, but I can. I can say a little bit about Bruiser while you um yeah, while you pull that out. So yeah, we we in the pandemic um 
me and three friends, um, one of whom has been a craft brewer all of his life. Um, the other three of us met at university. Uh, we were all sort of subscribing to different beer, craft beer services that are out there and um, realizing that, I don't know, they all kind of just left something uh, wanting. You know, there's, there was the beer wasn't as, as good as we'd like as we'd drink if we went down the local bottle shop or, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you didn't really get a choice in what you were what you getting. Um, and then the other option we had was we could subscribe to breweries directly. You get the same brewery month in, month out. Yeah. But, you know, you might not want the same beers, well, the same brewery every month. So we thought there must be a middle ground here. And we, we set up, or we kind of had the idea of Bruiser, which was to al- allow people to choose a different brewery each month. Mm-hmm. And we ourselves don't stock or handle any beer. Uh, what happens instead is that the brewery that you choose curates a box of their latest and, and the beers they're the most proud of. Um, yeah. And that box gets sent direct to, to you. So in your case, Joe, you chose Polly's, which is a, a, a brewery in Mould, Flintshire. Yeah. Um, really amazing brewery. Um, you couldn't have really picked a better one. And um, yeah, so Polly's would have put together this box of the beers that they wanted to sort of showcase to you. And, and then it got sent direct to you. So yeah. what that means is, is that we we don't really have a warehouse or any any big sort of costs that we have to run which means we can actually pay the breweries really well for the beer and they they're encouraged and empowered to show showcase what they want um and that was our main differentiator and you know by by putting the spotlight on the brewery as opposed to ourselves we we quickly got a lot of different breweries sign up and now we have 120 uh businesses all independent and all well a, a huge diversity in size there you've got big names like tiny rebel and northern monk who you might you know, yeah. see yeah. see in stores and in pubs and stuff and then you've got you've got one brewery that's just a one-man operation um producing some incredible stuff barren um wow. so yeah it's it's yeah. pretty amazing there's a lot of choice out there the uk craft beer scene is is great and we're very proud to connect people who love it with with breweries that are doing great things yeah brilliant yeah well like you say this polly's one's immaculately presented and it tastes very nice as well thank you yes, I'm <laughs> glad. i'll come back to a bit more to the beer as well but let, let's we better mention your running well here mm. <laughs> so you've you've just yeah. you've got an exciting year coming up you've just had an exciting year with regards to your running haven't you oh it's, it's been a really good year yeah uh well it was a really good year i should say um yeah i've, I've always well i say i've always been a runner i've, I've always been a sporty person i guess yeah but um around my first half marathon in 2015 yeah um i hated it (laughs) (laughs) i hated training for it the idea of going out for a 10 mile run was really uh demotivated really Uh, yeah then given i'll let you carry on but that's interesting yeah i think it's because I, i always say this to my friends who who are kind of doing a bit of running or training for an event because they want to do the event but you know, perhaps don't really want to do the training, which is exactly where I was at for that first half marathon. Yeah, I think there's a tipping point where you become fit enough, or you become sort of experienced enough in running. Yeah, that you that you, you can then enjoy going out for a run of that length. But I think it takes a while to get to that point. Um, interesting. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it is interesting. But I that that first that first sort of race, I you know. I, 
it, I did pretty well. Um, you know, I, I paced it horribly, but I kind of, I got a, a pretty good time in, in the relative terms, but yeah. Um, then I thought, well, that was, you know, that was, that was doable. I could probably do a marathon. So, so did, um, did you enjoy the day when you did the half marathon then if you didn't enjoy the training as much? I enjoyed the day. It was the Royal Parks half marathon in London, which yeah. is amazing. Um, yeah. Really cool route. Um, I really enjoyed the first half because it was the first time I'd ever run with crowds and atmosphere yeah. and stuff. So I went and set uh, <laughs> a significant 10k PB on the first half. And then what that meant was the second half was probably the least enjoyable uh, 10k of my whole running career. Um, and I remember, I remember lowering myself into the bath afterwards because my um, my legs just didn't work anymore. Yeah. So, so I did enjoy it. But... Everyone does that. Everyone yeah. does that. <laughs> oh, I went way too over the top. Got really excited, but no, it, it was good. It, it certainly didn't put me off enough to not want to run more. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then Brighton Marathon was the next big thing that I trained for. Again, didn't pace it very well. I ended up sort of walking the last four or five miles um yeah but i think that it was brighton really when i kind of fell in love with the community community aspect of it um running through hove uh it was a really hot day i think was it 20 yeah 2016 yeah anyone else who ran it that year will know it was unexpectedly boiling and i think they had sort of not put enough water out and it was a bit yeah it took everyone by surprise yeah um but people in hove were out you know trying to hand out cold cans of Stella and other beers and things to the runners. Uh, and I just, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with just the, the, the music everyone was playing, live bands and cheering. I got cramp in both my hamstrings on the final straight uh, down on the promenade. And yes. some guy from the crowd jumped into the track and he sort of helped me with my legs and everything. And I don't know. I just, I loved, I loved it. Um, cool. yeah, yeah, it was great. And then, and then my friend Alex uh, has he at the time he was really into trail running, mm-hmm. and then that was it. Once I started running with him, uh, I did the, the endurance life Dorset half marathon, and um, I was I was absolutely hooked at that point. Um, and si- since then, it's kind of been just a slow build up on the trail. As soon as I got away from uh, the sort of time aspect of road running, of like yeah. trying to hit certain times and paces. And found the just get to the finish line element of trail running. Uh, that's when I really started to enjoy it, and yeah. found myself wanting to go further and harder and hillier and yeah. And then yeah, I guess that all kind of led up to the year I've just had, which is the most serious running year I guess I've I've had thus far. Yeah, uh, but really paid off. Yeah, I I was you, you answered my next question really because you said that you were hooked after that half marathon and I think a lot of people are finding that now that because that th- there's been significant growth isn't there in the amount of people hitting trails um post-covid world really um and I think I think that that trend was happening before covid as, as well do you I think it was yeah I think it was um it's certainly getting a lot more exposure as a sport mm. uh trail running um you know you've got People like Tom Evans, who I know you had on the on the podcast a few months back, yeah. um, that are kind of pioneering the the sort of I guess UK professional trail runner um, as, uh, scene where 
there's a big spotlight on him, which you know I think few runners have actually had in the past, um, where he's yeah. sponsored by big names like Red Bull and things like that, and it's generating a lot of interest on social media, which is great. It's, it means that you go to races now and there's huge amounts of people on the start line. There's um, a really good sense of community and. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's uh, like I said before. I think what's really attractive about the trail running races is that it's much more about can you finish this as opposed to how fast yeah. can you finish this. Yes. Um, yeah. But you know, I, I would encourage anyone who's enjoying their running on the roads or thinking about getting into running just to give it a go. You know, it's uh, it's just a really nice, fun place to be out on the trails, and you you know, you, I think you get a lot more connected to. To nature and that as you said during covid perhaps people really sort of started to appreciate that yes that side of it um yeah being in the outdoors being in fresh air you know it's, it's got so many benefits yeah i find it mentally um easier to run than running on mm. the streets and, the, and road races just the, the distraction of of the trail you know whether it's watching where your feet land or um you know the beauty dependent on where you are um i yeah. find that I, I find it more good for the soul if you absolutely like. yeah that that focusing on your feet thing is really interesting i think yeah to me it's it's, it's quite meditative i think mm-hmm. um you do have to focus on your footing and uh what that means is you're not really thinking about anything else which given uh i have a pretty busy lifestyle that you know that's uh those times are precious to me um and it, it certainly helps me clear my head and and uh, i finish a trail run just I, I don't think i've ever finished a trail run miserable <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah great point so 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 you started you did your first half marathon you weren't so keen on the training <laughs> you, you moved on to your you moved on to your marathon like you just said and then you started running with your friend and you started hitting the trails and you're hooked so this the, Give, give us a, a top-line summary of the last 12 months, and then I'm going to dig into it a bit more because you, you've had a you've had a good 12 months, haven't you? And it's been a lot more serious, like you said, in terms of uh, your running. Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit more serious. So, okay, top-line, uh, I got a coach, which was very key. Um, throughout this 12 months as well, it's worth noting, I had a full-time job. Uh, yeah. We'd launched Bruiser, Um and uh yeah living in london with with emily my my, my better half um yeah and uh the races i did I, I wanted to kind of compete at races i got into utmb it's i found that out at the start of the year and then sort of all roads led to that that race which has been on my bucket list ever since i started trail running yeah um so i started with the pembrokeshire um endurance life ultra yeah uh, and then went up to the Dolomites to do the Dolom- Dolomiti Extreme Trail, which was a 100k race in the Dolomites. Yeah. Then it was UTMB, and then uh, had London Marathon as well, um, mm-hmm. which I've been trying to get into for years and finally managed to get a championship entry into that, which was in October. Yeah. And then a couple of uh, trail races, one with uh, Maverick Race, who are good friends of mine, do amazing events. They did an ultra in the South Downs, and then the uh, endurance life dorset ultra which i try to do every year because that's feels like a, a home race uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so, so would you so these are the, the races you're talking about here is obviously utmb you did the 100 miler 
Yeah. Obviously, you did the big one. Dolomite, the, the um, DM, D... DXT. DXT, that's it, sorry. Is yeah. the, that's 100K, that one, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I think... These are serious distances. Had you had you built up to these over you know over the years after you know twenty sixteen through to last year? Had you done other ultras then? Had you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd done a few before. So um, that Alex that I mentioned, uh, me, him, and another friend called James did a, an Alps ultra called the um, Trail Verbier Saint Bernard TVSB mm-hmm. um, back in I think that was twenty seventeen. Okay, uh, yeah, that was a seventy-kilometer race in the Alps, but that 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 was my first race with kind of real elevation and uh, Alps, and again, that was a big struggle. Um, but that was the first time I got a taste of ultra running and and in the mountains as well. And then, um, yeah. yeah, I sort of I, I sort of built it up from there. I had a big year in twenty eighteen where I did the Eiger Trail, I did CCC, um, mm-hmm. both hundred kilometer races. Um, and we actually did the Cumbria Way Ultra as well, which was a bit, a little bit longer, I think. Okay, so sorry, just to go back, the CCC—that's part of the UTMB races, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, th- yeah. which one's that? Is that there's the OCC, the CCC, isn't there? My yes, CCC is hundred kilometer from Cumbria, um, Champelac back to Chamonix. Okay, yeah. and you did that one twenty eighteen. So you've got you've gone through pretty quickly then, really. Haven't you twenty fifteen? You did your half twenty sixteen a marathon. By twenty eighteen, you you're running ultras. You've you've you did get hooked. <laughs> I did get hooked. Yeah. yeah, it's worth saying though. Like I think the 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 mentality for those races and and this was back when the CCC was somewhat easier to get into than it is today. Uh, <laughs> Same with the Eiger and, and other races. You know, you could pretty much choose what races you wanted to do and just go for them. Um, the the mentality that I had for those races was like I just wanted to go and run those trails. I just wanted to go out and experience that trail. Uh, I was never competitive or trying to sort of get a, a time or whatever. It was just about finishing. Yeah. Uh, and then I think it was around my first hundred miler in twenty nineteen which was the North Downs Way 100 yep. um, from Centurion Racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I did probably the hardest endurance challenge I've done in 2020, which was the Echappé Bell uh, Integral, uh, which was just under 100 miles, but my goodness, it is ridiculously hard. Um, I could come back to that. But the, these were kind of all building up year on year. I was building up more endurance more experience in these races and just getting better at them um and i do i really do think that experience is so key in these in these uh kind of events mm-hmm. um and then last year 20 oh, sorry 2021 i won the uh beacons way ultra in wales which is a 100 mile race um and set a new course record and i kind of started to realize that i was quite good at that longer distance um yeah, and and that sort of sparked something in me that that was kind of like right, I'm gonna actually see what I can do here, and if I if I train and put my mind to it, maybe to get on some help, then um, yeah, see what I could do, and then yeah. getting the getting the entry to UTMB was the kind of the trigger that I needed to to really really uh, kick things off this year. Yeah, that was my next question. So as you got better, did you naturally get more competitive or? 
you know, because it was all about just completing at first. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I I've always been quite competitive. Emily will will tell you that I'm a pretty sore loser. Um, <laughs> I but no, I think I think that's exactly it. I think when I once I sort of once you get a taste for it, once you get a taste for being able to be towards the front of the pack and being sort of able to strategize uh, and make yeah. moves and all this kind of stuff that adds a whole new level of enjoyment to it um, and an interest actually and, and motivation. So yeah, that I think the last, the last couple of years I've kind of sort of started thinking, well, what if I did take this seriously? You know, how, how, how good could I be? Um, yeah. And uh, that's kind of where, where I'm at now is, is sort of still figuring that out. I don't think mm-hmm. you ever stopped figuring that out, but um, yeah, but like, yeah, like last year was, was a really good sort of measuring stick for that. Yeah. Okay, so you, you you mentioned that when you when you did the CCC, which is part of UTMB race, it was easier to get into. So do you just want to explain for people who don't know how it is that you get into the UTMB now, and you know what that what that process is? Yeah, so uh, UTMB, I guess, has always been harder to get into. So yeah, for those who don't know, the UTMB is a, is a big series of races. Now now they now they have a World Series. Uh, yeah. where they kind of own 30 odd events around the world and it's it's sort of like a uh, like a tournament in a way where you can do these other races and then the the actual main event in Chamonix in August is sort of the final week of, of these events yeah. um, which is the UTMB race and then there's four or five sort of smaller races uh, as part of the same event CCC is, is one of those as well yeah. um, and uh yeah, there's always been a bit of a lottery system to get into those races because they're so popular. Um, yeah. But it's become it's become pretty crazy now. I know a lot of people get frustrated with it. I, I was very lucky to get a place last year on the lottery. Um, but yeah, effectively, what you have to do is you have to build up um, what are called running stones. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to basically run other UTMB races mm-hmm. to build up these running stones, which you can then use in the lottery uh as like tickets um yeah but you know it is a it's a business that they're doing very well but they're they're kind of monopolizing it a little bit in the sense you you have to spend money running other races in order to do the races that you actually want to do Mm -hmm. Um, which yeah is a a whole other discussion whether or not the you know it's right for trail running and stuff but yeah um, yeah i kind of for, for me I just I've always wanted to run that race, and I was willing to do what it what it takes to, yes. to get into it. You know? and, and 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 you and you said um, a few minutes back, you said that all roads led to UTMB this year. So bearing in mind that you've you've got your job, you're in London, you're starting a new business with with your three friends, Bruce here, and and you now and you're training for UTMB. So what? And you found out at the start of the year, did you say? That's right. Yeah. yeah. So how how do you go about planning for um from January to August and those ultras in between that you did and and, and your training? What 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 does that look like when you're there in January and you're planning that through for for a hundred mile race? Mm. Uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, yeah yeah you kind of well I don't know you have to make it up as you go along a little bit but um. <laughs> can't plan everything out uh as anyone who's started a business will will you know will know but um no one of the key the key things that i knew i had to do was to 
get some help um, with yeah. someone who can structure my training a little bit and provide some science to it because I, up to that point, I would just sort of be going out, running, maybe doing a bit of uh, interval work or tempo work, just whatever I think I should be doing. Um, yeah. But I ended up um, sort of joining a, a team called HP3, which is headed up by a guy called Tim Piggott. Um, Tim's Tim's an awesome runner. He's got a, he's got an incredible backstory. Um, he won the um, the Spine Challenger in the summer, um, yeah. and he's uh, yeah he's done wonderful things. But but as well as that, he's a great coach and a physio, um, and he's as a real sort of scholar of the of the sport. Um, and he's yeah. got a team. This team HP three who who's, they've got some strength coaches. They've got some nutritionists. All this kind of stuff. Um, and to be working with Tim. Uh, he's he's sort of he's uh, helped me plan week by week, and he knows that I've got other things. The reason why I really like working with him is because he focuses as much on you know how do you not drop the ball on other things in life, but yeah. still focus yeah. and, and improve on your running, um, which is exactly what I needed, and that's why I sort of chose to work with him is because he's he's very conscious of that. Um, so. We kind of set a goal, you know, we went through a whole goal setting exercise and um, knew what I wanted to try and achieve at UTMB and then what it would probably take to get to get there. Um, and then we just worked backwards and we sort of said, well, by this point in the year, I need to be achieving this. Um, there's various metrics we were looking at and it's all a bit of a guessing game, but it, it was a good guide. What, what was the goal? Uh, my goal at UTMB was to aim for like 27 hours um, because like just in previous years that would get you roughly a top 50 or that that was around 50th place in previous years but obviously it's so it's so weather dependent and stuff that it's really hard to judge but that that seemed like a a doable but difficult goal um, which seemed like the right the right kind of level Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was a case okay. of working backwards, and then and then some weeks, you know, I I had to prioritize other stuff over training. I could only go out for a half an hour run rather than an hour run some days, and um, all this stuff. But you know, made sure that the high quality work, the weekends that uh, I'd I'd go to the mountains and do big days there, they they were protected. Um, and yeah. then the sort Where of uh out to so uh emily emily's from um south wales and her parents yep. still live down there so uh i would i spent a lot of time in the brecon beacons which is great and then <laughs> yeah. snowdonia as well uh is uh is a, a, a very f- fun favorite of mine um i, I yeah. love love that part of the world so yeah i tried to get up there as much as i could yeah i yeah. love it um but so, so what? Really so, but in, in terms of in terms of setting up for the year, then, yeah. So, in, in terms of setting up for the year, then, because you because you, you did the so you had the Pembrokeshire event in the April, then you did uh, then you were in Italy for the for, for the dollar dolomite. Um, when was that? June is it? Yeah, that was June. Was June, yeah. and then UTMB in August. So, what does what what does your training look like? going into those earlier races uh, compared yeah. to, you know, going into UTMB, what, what happens during that training period? 
So the the Pembrokeshire one was a bit of almost like a a tester. Um, so I had A races, B races, and C races. I think that was a C race just to kind of. It was only a few months after starting to work with Tim, so it was a bit of a benchmark race. Um, mm-hmm. But up to that point, I've really been working on just setting a base, uh, aerobic base, and you know. That's my second can. Sorry. No, no, please do. That's that's good news. That's uh, the, the patternist, the India Pale Ale. Sorry, please do carry on. <laughs> what did you think of the first one? It's lovely, really nice. It's something very different to what I've ever had before as well. Cinnamon twirl, very nice. Good, good, yeah. good. Um, well, there Sorry. you go. If anyone's listening is going to sign up to Bruiser, Polly's is a very good uh, very nice, yeah. uh, shot for you. Um, but no, it was so that that first that first sort of part of the year was just about building a base up. Um, then Tim's uh, and he he works with someone called Morgan as well, and uh, she's a strength coach. Then it was all about building strength and sort of building building strength and endurance for the the bigger long mountain runs because the Dolomites race has something like 7,000 meters of climbing and then UTMB is 10,000 meters of climbing. So wow. you, you can't, you might be able to go and sort of, a lot of people could maybe go and do a hundred miler on not a, a, as much training as you'd think, but when you bring in that level of elevation, then it's, it, you know, that's what really kind of gets to your legs um, yeah. uh, pretty quickly. So it was about strength training. It was about trying to replicate those sort of trails. And honestly, where I live, it's like going up to Box Hill and doing a horrible amount of reps at Box Hill uh, and then out to the mountains whenever I could to to, uh, to sort of beat, beat them up a little bit more. But yeah, yeah that, that was kind of it, really. It was just a lot of, um, a lot of tempo work, um, speed training to kind of get my uh, aerobic... Uh, threshold up higher a little bit yeah so that when you're working uphill and you're working uh, on the flats and things like that you're not your heart rate's not getting as high um we focus on that a lot uh, and yeah just basically all of that stuff and, and more than anything as, as people say a lot these days is consistency it's just mm-hmm. not you know not missing a week of big training because then you can just go backwards three weeks if you do that and you know it's um yeah just trying to keep as consistent as possible and, and having a lot of time on feet yeah cool okay so to tell us i mean i'd like i'd love to hear about the other races as well but talk to me a bit about utmb then tell us about the race itself and how you got on and oh it's it's just amazing if anyone if anyone like wants to get in well wants to do more trail running or wants to aim for something the utmb races are in my opinion just the pinnacle i think mm-hmm. and, and you don't have to go for the 100 miler you know that's really intimidating um and it's not for everyone but they've got a whole range of races all the way down from sort of 25 kilometers half marathon length and stuff so so much you can do but chamonix turns into this festival for a week it's it's just filled up with with trail runners and outdoorsy people and friends and family and it's the, the atmosphere is just in, incredible um so we, we got there on the, the UTMB starts Friday evening. Um, yeah. We got there on the Thursday, I think it was Emily, my mum, my sister came out to, to support. And mm-hmm. uh, you go and get your race number and everything like you do in any race, but it, the scale of it is just, it's massive. It's, it's monumental when you're doing it sort of in the Chamonix Valley with Mont Blanc towering over you. It's all, 
it's all pretty dramatic. Yeah. Um, and then the race, the race kicks off, and um, we were expecting it was expected to be quite rainy and windy, I think, but it actually ended up being bone dry and not an ounce of wind. Like the conditions were absolutely perfect, mm-hmm. and that's that's why uh, Killian Cornet set a ridiculous course record um, mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Uh, I was a bit further behind than he was, uh, <laughs> but um, it was the conditions were perfect. So that that was point one that made it really enjoyable. Um, yeah. The second thing is the the crowds. Like when you go, you start at six p.m. So you're running into the evening and then into the night, um, which yeah. which throws everything out of kilter. Like you're eating and how do you uh, loosen up beforehand and how do you stay awake? All these big questions and stuff you have to try and prepare for. But um, yeah, you're trying to take it easy in that first thirty kilometers before it gets really dark. You're trying to sort of maintain energy, but there are tens of thousands of people lining the trail uh, on the valley and up the hills at the first sort of 20 30k and oh my god it's just it's just your adrenaline is pumping and it's uh you like that first 10k at royal parks (laughs) yeah exactly yeah i wasn't wasn't quite going as fast but uh (laughs) um but it is just it's just i don't know it's great i was i ended up sort of running uh alongside a uh a famous um female runner called Mimi Koka. Um mm-hmm. and she was getting a lot of attention from the crowd. Uh she's quite quite a household name in the Alps and, and the mount, mountain running scene. And I somehow ended up being with her. It turns out she was suffering from an injury, which explains why I was anywhere near her. Um mm-hmm. but she was getting so much attention from the crowd and I was just feeding off that, you know, and uh yeah, just loving it. Anyway, it was it was it really good. Um and then the night came and I had a bit of a fall, uh, landed on my side. Um, I stupidly tripped over my, my pole. Uh, um, and, uh, yeah, landed on my side. It was not, it was nothing at the time. Um, and I got through the night. It was pretty non-eventful, which is exactly how you want it, I guess. But when the, when the morning came, I'd got just over halfway when the morning came and I, uh, I felt this pain in my ribs, um, on the side that I landed and it just got progressively worse and worse. It really got me uh, got me down. And I think from mile mile fifty to mile seventy, I was just in a, uh, in a massive hole motivationally and emotionally. I just I just didn't want to carry on. My my ribs hurt. I was slowing right down. My belly had gone funny. I just yeah, every, nothing was working in that time. And it was meant to be the part of the race that I was going to enjoy the most because I'd done it in CCC before. Knew the route. It was all quite gentle running, um, and I just I felt absolutely awful. Um, but then I got to Champagne Luck, which is like I think it's about seventy miles in. Um, I said to Emily, I was like, I don't know if I can continue. I, I'm really not enjoying it. And uh, she said, Well, why don't you just, for peace of mind, go get checked by the medics, see if there's anything wrong with your ribs. They checked me out. Like they were absolutely amazing. Spent like a good fifty minutes on on me checking checking everything out and and couldn't mm. find anything really. I, I don't I don't know what happened. They, they did hurt for the days after, but nowhere yeah. near as bad as during the race. I just I don't know if it was my mind playing tricks with me or whatever. But yeah, um, when they said it was fine, they gave me some paracetamol, and then uh, I was a I was a new man. And there's from that point back to the to Chamonix. There's three big climbs, three big descents. And uh, I was absolutely flying. Um, and I ended up crossing the line 
um, after 27 hours and 50 minutes uh, in 90th place. So, um, <laughs> thanks. I was, in 90th place, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I was absolutely, I was so chuffed, I, I still am. Uh, the fact as well that, you know, the, the place is great, um, you know, the time is great. It's only 50 minutes after the time that I planned. Um, but I think it was more the fact that I, I came through it, like get, having that bad moment, that bad time. And I think that's the yeah, beauty of any describe, long race. Yeah. You've described what the ultra running is really in that, in that race, haven't you? It's yeah. ups and downs. And it mentally. really is. I think that's the, the yeah. almost the addictive part about it is that that feeling of knowing that you, you're in your deepest point, like you, you really weren't prepared to go on at all, but somehow you did. You know, I think that's always confuses me. And it's always the bit that you, you tend to forget as well when you're signing up for the next race. Uh, you forget how painful it was. But no, yeah, it was it was the the best thing I've done in my life so far. It was just uh, a wonderful, wonderful experience. I really, really hope I get to go back and, and do it again. What was the, um, what's it like post-race? What's the atmosphere like and everybody when they've finished and... So, so I finished CCC at about one in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, and the atmosphere was flat as a pancake. <laughs> I remember getting my getting my bag and going back to the hostel I was staying in with other people and trying to creep in with horrendously sore legs. Uh, getting to bed, I just remember thinking this is a big anticlimax. Uh, but, but in reality, it was it was great. But this time, luckily, I got to finish at um, it was about ten to ten at night. Um, Still, lots of people about Chamonix was still uh, was still buzzing. I had a friend who was staying in the town, um, and he, if anyone's done the route before, the last descent sort of comes into Chamonix along this gravel track, um, uh, and you sort of see the amber lights of the streets below, and you sort of coming down this gravel track, and uh, there's a guy waiting at the bottom of it, and uh, it was, it was only when I got past him that he, he shouted, "Lewis!" Whereas it's my friend Chris, uh, and he yeah. he was kind of waiting for me there and surprised me, and he uh, he filmed the run through Chamonix. He was running by my side and filming everything, and I'm so glad he did because it's all a blur. But you know, for that last mile, two miles, you, you've got so many people clapping you, cheering you. You know, they they fought that they line up the streets, and um, it's just it's ah, oh, it's the, the most incredible experience. And you get to the end, you get to that big blue arch, and I was I had tears in my eyes. It was it was just it was great. Um and then yeah, then then you just on such a high. Uh but really what you want to do is eat a pizza and go to bed. And that's, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Well that was cool of your friend to do, wasn't it? Come along and and run and film you. That last you got a unique video then for your, yeah. for your finale. Absolutely, mm. absolutely. You know, it's it a uh, he 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 was yeah. I, I'm very lucky to have him do that, and then to have uh, Emily waiting at the finish line with my mum and my sister as well. It's just it was a really special moment, and I'm glad I got it all on the camera. Yeah, okay. very good, very good. Yeah. Now you've you've been very humble when I've been asking you about this year because I'm I'm just going to add that you've you've had three ultra wins this year and two of those were course records aren't they in all of in everything you've taken part in this year yeah yeah so i won won the pembrokeshire uh ultra and set a course record there uh same with the dorset race um and then i won the maverick 
uh, South Downs Ultra as well. Yeah. Did Did you think? Look, I think I know the answer to this already. But if you If you think of your journey, you've You've told us that when you started, you didn't even want to go training. Uh, you know, to do that ten mile run when you first started versus versus to where you are now. Looking back, would you have ever believed that you'd have been? You know, winning races and 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 thinking like that and training like you do. And, no, you know, you said you're always sporty. Is it is it is it a surprise or not? Uh, I was. I've always been sporty. I've never been someone who's like the top of the you know or one races or one events or anything like that. Um, yeah. I guess I've always been fit, but but I first started running. Fresh out of uni, I drank way too much in uni and didn't do enough sports and uh, was, was a bit overweight and everything so yeah I think there's a lot of reasons why I didn't enjoy running at that, at that stage uh, yeah. but as I say it's, it's not really been a it's not really been a conscious decision either it's sort of just been a really nice build-up I've been extremely lucky that I've been able to keep running all this time I haven't really touched with any any serious injuries um, and the the fires only really kind of got stronger, I guess. And yeah, there's, there's definitely days and weeks now when I, I struggle to get out and train. I, you know, other things in life get on top of you and you, you know, you, you need to balance it all out somehow. But, but no, I, I had no idea I'd kind of get to this stage of wanting to train so much. Uh, I mean, you could equally say like, I wouldn't have believed you that I'd be winning races, but I also wouldn't have believed you that I'd be running 60 miles plus every week. Um, you know, training like that, that that's even more absurd probably to the the uh twenty three year old Lewis. Yeah, well whilst 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 working full time, while starting a business with your friend, it's it's a really nice story just to hear, you know, you've obviously been very determined and um very organized as well because you've got a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you gotta be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What what does um what does 2023 look like? I mean, you've already shared that you've got um, busy 2023 on the cards, but what, what does it look like for, for you running? So um, I want to get back to UTMB. Um, as I said, it's hard to do that. Uh, right. so one thing I can try and aim for, and I really don't know how possible this is yet, but I can try and get in on like an elite entry at some point mm-hmm. um that used to mean just getting your sort of international index or score up to a certain point but now again back to the sort of monopoly element of utmb you have to come top three at one of the series races um so uh so with that in mind um i'm going to be doing uh what's the first one i've got the northridge the North Downs Ridge 50k next month, which is a bit of a, a warm up race because I had had December off completely and just didn't run. So I'm getting back into the swing of things now. Mm-hmm. So that's a bit of a, a cobweb clearer. And then um, after that, I'm doing the South Downs Way 50, which I'm really excited about. Um, mm-hmm. That's uh, that that was kind of something I wanted wanted to do before um, any of this UTMB stuff sort of took over. Um, I thinking, but. Um, that's in April. And then in May, I'm doing the Ultra Trail Snowdonia 100K. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's going to be a bit of a, a recce, I guess, uh, for the year after when I'm going to try and sort of be as competitive as I can. 
um, with a hope to going back to UTMB in 2024. So basically, I'm going to be smashing it as much as I can up until June when when the baby comes. Yeah. Um, then I'm going to be up to my up to my knees in nappies and God knows what. Um, yeah. Hopefully, still getting out for some runs, and I'm I'm going to be doing well. Planning to do a hundred mile race in November called the Kulamanen, which is a, a UTMB race in Sweden. Um, but yeah, that's, that's to be determined, obviously. Um, that'd be easier if everything goes well in, in June. Um, but yeah, that's, that's TBD. I'm, I'm kind of writing the second half of the year off a little bit, um, yeah. just yeah. To, to see how that goes, you know? Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Exciting times. What, what's your, what, what's your plans for, for Brusa for 2023? So Brusa's really exciting. We, we're just, um, we're going through a bit of an inflection point now where we've up to now we've sort of done everything ourselves uh and three out of the four of us have got full-time jobs as well um but we're in the next few weeks and months we're hoping to build the team out a little bit mm-hmm. um get on some, some some advisors i guess um and yeah we've kind of proven to ourselves and to the breweries that we work with that it, it works and it's good um so now we just really want to grow it as much as possible yeah. uh, so we've got some big plans throughout the year um and yeah if anyone anyone who's listening is keen to to have a look then um bruiser.beer is where you can can find out more um yeah and give us your give us your handles and everything if, if people want to connect with you as well lewis yeah so i'm I'm on Instagram um, at Lewis Ryan, um, and you can find me on Strava as well if you uh, yeah if you're that way inclined. Um, and then yeah, Bruiser, Bruiser Beer um, on Instagram, all one word. That's B R E W S E R Beer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, check us out, and you know, I'm keen to. I'm actually sort of trying to talk to as many people at the moment as I can who running and um start you know starting their own businesses or have their own businesses because i find the the balancing act really interesting i think lots of people have different ways of approaching it so yeah if i open invitation to anyone who wants to grab a beer and chat through that then um i'd be really keen yeah brilliant lewis thank you ever so much it's been brilliant to hear your journey in your running and um Best of luck with with your events this next twelve months. Thank you for to Bruce for um, supporting our event, the Shrewsbury Half Marathon, and um, and best of luck with the real big one, and um, and best of luck to you both with the with the new arrival this year. Very Thank exciting. you. Very exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me, Joe. It's been really really nice talking to you as always.